Hey, beautiful lady. Today, I want to share my testimony with you. It's a story that is filled with a lot of pain and heartbreak and a lot of trauma. And with that came a lot of blaming God and hating God and running away from him that led to some really demonic things, but also strengthened the faith I have now in ways I never would have had I not lived it. And I've witnessed the power of the Spirit of Christ to move in this testimony to not only save people's faith, but to save their lives. So I just want to share this with you today so that you can get to know me a little better, that you cannot be so alone in your own pain. So I have a feeling we have a lot in common, at least a little and that you can just live in the glory of God as you listen to this and really just rest in the truth that no matter what you've been through and what you've done, God is faithful. He is forgiving. He loves you and he will never abandon you. Welcome to the Stress Release for Christian Women podcast. My name's Laura, and I am a mental health practitioner, a Christian woman, and a survivor of mental health dysfunctions and disorders on all ends of the stress spectrum. In this podcast, we are going to be talking about stress and mental health from God's perspective, what mental health resources help to turn it all off, and how you can find peace in your mind and body no matter what storm is raging around you. We are going to be talking about some heavier topics that are not suitable for kids. So if you've got kiddos with you, grab some headphones or save this podcast for later and know that this information is simply here for educational purposes only, not to replace any advice from a trained mental or physical health care professional. If you do need resources for that, you can check out my website, which is linked in the show notes below. So settle in. Take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, and let's learn, grow, and find peace in your mind and body together. So I was going to give myself a little outline, like little cliff notes for you, and then just speak freely from the heart about what's happened in my life, because it's so powerful when we can just let the spirit move in that way. But I actually felt God telling me to write this out for a few reasons. Number one, I still have trauma with a lot of these things. And when there's trauma, there is a lot of pain and there's a lot of kind of hijacking in the brain that can go on where you can't stay focused and you tend to start rambling. So because of that, I've written it out so that I can really stay focused. And I also didn't want to give Satan any leeway to talk too much about him and what he's done. I wanted to really focus on the glory of God in this and also shape this from a mental health perspective. So this is my testimony of not only what Jesus has done in my life, but specifically through my mental health journey and the struggles I faced with that and because of that. So I am going to read this, but hopefully it is still truly from the heart. I just wrote this for you today. Um, And if you are someone who wants to read that as well or read that instead of listen, you can find a link to the blog where this is in the show notes below. And just so you know, this is filled with all kinds of abuse. 
I'm not going to go in depth on that, but if you do have trauma of any kind, um, verbal, emotional, mental, sexual, physical, any of that, and you do get really triggered easily, just know that I am going to talk about that a little bit in this. So pause the video and take deep breaths, audio, pause the audio and take deep breaths anytime you need. And if you need to read it or just simply skip it, feel free to do that as well. So here's my testimony. Hi, I'm Laura. I'm a woman who loves the Lord as best I can with a broken heart that I have. You see, Satan did his best to destroy me for 34 years, nearly killing me multiple times. But we all know that Jesus created this earth, and Satan is just a part of that creation under the authority of heaven. Nothing the devil does is wasted in the kingdom of God. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Genesis 50, 20. Gosh, I relate so much to Joseph. It's a messy story of abuse, hate, sin, rebellion, and a beautiful savior chasing after his torn up daughter because she was never meant to live a life for evil. I grew up in a loving Christian family that was full of broken people. Trauma from their past led to verbal and emotional abuse daily. From this, I learned to keep quiet, walk on eggshells, and obey whatever they demanded of me, all so that life could feel just a little bit more safe. When I was an infant, little boys in my community started to sexually and at times physically abuse me as well. This went on for eight years, everywhere a child should be safe. Church, home, family homes, daycare, and school. It finally ended at eight years old when I became suicidal for the first time in my life. God needed me here longer. All of this created a set of beliefs inside of me that I didn't matter. My needs didn't matter. My boundaries didn't matter. My life didn't matter. What mattered is what the person in front of me wanted in that moment, regardless of my needs. I became a codependent people pleaser, bowing down to the desires of the broken hearts in front of me. This would later trap me in multiple domestic violence relationships with men who not only abused my mind and body, but my faith as well. After the sexual and physical abuse happened at church from those little boys, I blamed Jesus. Satan moved and my six-year-old brain believed the lie that Jesus was the source of sexual and physical abuse and that nothing about church or God was safe for me. A wall of trauma surrounded my heart, and I blocked out every aspect of God, including his love for me. I began to have panic attacks anytime I was in a church, reading scripture, praying, whether it was in my head or out loud, or worshiping. My faith was weak and shallow. I believed that being a Christian was the quote-unquote right thing to do and believe, so I put my head down and I kept trying. I had no relationship with Jesus. I truly hated him. 
When I was 16 years old, I encountered God for the first time at a church retreat. I felt His presence move through my heart with a love I'd never experienced before. Dropping to my knees, sobbing, I surrendered my life to Him. I was now able to connect with God through worship, feeling His presence as I sang. This would hold true no matter where I was later in life, physically or spiritually. He always used worship to draw me back to Him. But the wall of trauma was still a fortress around my heart, so He was God to me and never Jesus. I still hated Jesus. And the panic with scripture and prayer kept my faith shallow. But God had a plan for me to get through and out of this trauma. It was just going to take a little while. When I got to college, the trauma I was carrying from life prevailed and I became an alcoholic. I clung to a group of friends who pulled me further away from God. And as long as I was caffeinated, drunk, or distracted with a million to-dos, I was quote-unquote fine. Halfway through, I started dating my first boyfriend, a guy who resembled all the men I'd grown up with. He was a narcissist who mentally, emotionally, and sexually abused me for two years. The trauma from that domestic violence relationship embedded deeper wounds into my brain and heart that I didn't deserve boundaries, respect, or my faith in God. After graduation, I moved to a new city where I knew no one and had a job that caused panic attacks. I was such a mess day in and day out that I became suicidal again wondering if life was even worth it. The promises the world had made me for 23 years about worth and joy were fraudulent. I was lost, scared, and completely alone. I began going back to church, trying to find that sense of peace I had at 16, but the trauma from church kept drowning me in panic and anxiety that left me running away from God two years later. I quit my job, packed a backpack, and bought a one-way ticket to Asia to go find myself. I spent two years wandering Asia, New Zealand, and Alaska, trying to figure out who I was and what the right thing to do in life was. What I found was that all of my problems lived inside of me and that I needed help to be free from them. I wish I could tell you that I moved home, hired a therapist, joined a church, and found healing and hope. I did not. Throughout that time, Satan had a grip on my heart that was growing deeper and stronger every day. I was getting lost in the dark spiritual side of yoga with new age influences from fellow backpackers and lost souls. I hung out with druggies who were also running away from their problems, seeking anything to numb their pain. Many were practicing witchcraft, unaware of the demonic realm they were dancing in. I was getting further taken by the devil to a place I never wanted to be in. But God had bigger plans for my life. I ended up in the hospital with an infection that nearly killed me. It woke me up to the unhealthy behaviors that were wreaking havoc on my physical health. So I quit traveling and moved home, hoping to start taking better care of myself. I wanted so badly to just love myself. I fulfill a dream of mine and moved out to Colorado in hopes of climbing mountains, enjoying nature, and finding peace and balance in my life. Without the healing of any of my trauma, 
I rebounded back into unhealthy behaviors with unhealthy people who continued to hurt me like everyone else had. I once again became an alcoholic and entered into another domestic violence relationship, this time with an atheist. Not only did he mentally, emotionally, and sexually abuse me, but he was the pawn Satan used to pull me away from God for good. I became an atheist and everything went dark. I lost the Holy Spirit, and with it, I lost hope, love, and real connection to the one true God that was holding me through it all. But yet again, God moved. All at once, my relationship imploded and my health tanked, reminding me of my time in the hospital 14 months earlier. I needed real help to heal my mind and body. So I humbled myself and finally hired a nutritionist to help me heal the infections and autoimmune struggles that had been killing me. And I began to listen to wellness podcasts about meditation and mental health to help me with what I thought was anxiety. The day my boyfriend and I split, my heart moved. I stood in our spare bedroom saying, I know there's a God and I'm going to be spiritual. In one instant, I moved from one demonic trap through my connection to Yahweh into another demonic trap, and I surrendered my soul to the New Age occult. Over the span of two years, I sold my soul to Satan again and again as I dove deeper into the New Age occult. I got further lost in the dark spiritual side of yoga, creationism, and eventually something similar to Scientology. This would eventually lead to demon possession, which would lead me back to Jesus. At the same time, I was devoting my life to mental health. All those wellness podcasts I'd been binging on after our breakup led me to an incredible mental health technique that helps reduce stress and heal trauma. It's called emotional freedom techniques, also known as EFT or tapping. This was the first time in my life outside of the physical practice of yoga where I found true peace in my mind and body. I was hooked and I used this technique daily to reduce my anxiety. I hated my job and wanted to run my own business anyways. So I got certified as a practitioner, hoping to help other women find peace in their minds and bodies as well. But I'd still never hired a professional to help me heal mentally and emotionally. I actually had no idea why I was so broken or that any of that abuse in my childhood had ever happened, nor could I honor that those relationships were abusive. Within a week of my first training for EFT, repressed memories of child abuse surfaced. I spiraled out of control and clung to the only things in life that had ever helped me, yoga, meditation, and EFT. All of this happened in the middle of the pandemic when the world was spiraling out of control right alongside of me. Within a year, I was suicidal for the third time in my life, questioning whether this was worth living. I dove deeper into the new age for hope. All those yogis seemed so peaceful and content with their lives. I just wanted to be okay like they were. But Satan is always a master deceiver promising hope where only destruction and despair lives. 
I hired a therapist for the first time in my life and began to heal my mind. Not being alone in my pain was so much bigger of a gift than I ever could have imagined. While she didn't know how to heal trauma, she helped me understand boundaries, attachment wounds, and emotional trauma. And a part of my heart began healing. I began working with a colleague using EFT to heal from the trauma of abuse. Layers of pain and suffering began melting away from my mind and body. And another part of my heart began healing. Healing or hope. By the summer of 2021, the impending doom of the world had taken its toll on my mind and heart. I was desperate for a way out of this global pain and fear, so I clung to the demonic world I was lost in. I began listening to channeled messages prophesying about the glorious future ahead. Without any background in scripture, I was unaware of how dangerous and demonic this truly was. Satan always uses our brokenness to deceive us. After a few months of skepticism, my fear and trauma prevailed, and I did a meditation where I begged aliens to heal my body. The shame I still carry as I say this is strong. How could I ever believe aliens were real or that they could ever heal me? At the end of the meditation, two demons slipped into my body. I was possessed for three days with some of the worst panic attacks of my life. I didn't understand who I was, who I wasn't, or how to be free from all of this awful pain that consumed me. But God never leaves his lost sheep. The spirit that I'd lost three years prior had never actually left me. He was hovering beside me the whole time, waiting to stir in my heart yet again for revival. I humbled myself and asked my parents for help, who led me to read scripture. Within the first chapter of Mark, when Jesus is casting out demons, they were gone, and his Holy Spirit filled my heart yet again. It's been a wild journey this life of mine, one filled with heartache and heartbreak, abuse and trauma, deception and possession from both man and Satan. But through it all, I've learned a few very important truths. God never leaves his children. God never stops loving his children. God always forgives his children. I hope you don't have a story like mine because it has been so painful to live. But I pray you know these truths no matter what your story is because God has already saved, redeemed, and forgiven you no matter what. And he will heal every ounce of pain that you carry until his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is the ultimate therapist, counselor, and healer. 
Surrender your broken heart to Him daily, and He truly will melt away all the calloused hard stone until it's soft, loving flesh. In the two years since surrendering my heart to Jesus fully, I have experienced healing at a rate no therapist or trauma coach could imagine. I've experienced trauma melting away simply by reading and studying the Bible, worshiping with all of my heart, and praying continuously to Jesus as my best friend with all my real emotions unleashed. I have witnessed the power of my testimony to save faith and to save lives. And I have witnessed God's peace flooding my mind and body in ways I never could have imagined. To say that Jesus saved my life is a statement bigger than I can understand. I am alive in ways I shouldn't be. And by His grace, I'm here to tell His story of redemption and love of a sinner. Thank you so much for listening today. If you liked this episode and are looking for some additional resources to help you turn off your stress, including overwhelm, anxiety, panic, and trauma triggers, check out my free mental health video linked in the show notes below. In it, I guide you through one of my favorite mental health techniques for turning off all of that stress in less than five minutes no matter where you are. Truly, you can turn off your stress in under five minutes in public and no one will ever know. It's that amazing. Download it from the link in the show notes below and let me carry you back to this state of peace in your mind and body. I'm praying for you. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful day. Take care.